A-A-A, you're listening to Clemente's Corner. This is episode 96. How you guys been? It's been a while. I apologize for neglecting you. I've been uh, doing another podcast called the Heard That Podcast. You can find it on all the same platforms, so check that one out. It's a lot of fun. We have uh, some different guests on, some different uh, takes. It's fun to hear. It's fun to have co-hosts because, you know, I run the show on this one and there's ideas out there that aren't mine that are kind of cool so hell yeah anyway uh, i have been super busy got like three jobs now but don't worry about it i got the month of september completely booked so got got some hot episodes coming at you austin the hooligan Yulin, a very funny comedian and he's a wrestler he's gonna be on stay tuned for that one i'm gonna have Lake Dad's on. It's a psychedelic rock band here in Amarillo. There's some killers. There's some murderers. It's going to be a fun time. Who else am I going to have? I'm going to have uh, some drag queens on, so that's going to be cool. Valentine Van Buren. Uh, super fun. I can't wait for that one because, you know, I uh, I don't know. All the drag queens I've met have been, like, super cool, outgoing people, so I'm excited to, like, sit down and interview one, you know? It's going to be classic. I think I have one more. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that in September, no, it's probably all the rest of September, and then uh, some more in October, I won't announce those yet, because they're not set, anyway, I've got two shows coming up, the 14th, I will be in Plainview at the Fair Theater, it's not an actual fair, I hope there's a fair there, I don't know, I haven't been, but it's the Fair Theater, Uh, there's a show at 4pm, I'm on the 4pm show, so go check it out, Uh, if you happen to be in Plainview at 4pm, come on through, roll in, see what's up, say hi to me, give me a hug, maybe a kiss, it depends, Depends on where. Um, anyway, that's irrelevant. The show's at 4 p.m. It's, like, really cheap to get in. And the tickets go towards a good cause. It's for charities. Uh, I know uh, March of Dimes is going to be there. Uh, there's going to be a thing for uh, kidneys. Kidney rehab. <laughs> I don't know what they do with kidneys, okay? There's a kidney organization involved, and they help kidneys. Help these kidneys. Help these kids and their kidneys, Okay. Uh, and then I got to show the 28th that'll also be in plain view. And I don't even know where that one's at yet. But, yeah. Other than that, we just got uh, shows. We just got open mics. Because we're chilling on booking shows in September right now. We'll, we'll come back in October with some heat. With some fire. But thank you uh, for all the support. Thank you if you've ever gone to any of my comedy shows. Thank you if you've ever been a guest on the podcast. Thank you if you've just listened to the podcast. Thank you if this is your first podcast to listen to. And you're like, this guy's weird, but like, I want to listen to the guest, so I'm going to forward that. Thank you as well. And uh, without further ado, we can get to it. Let's let's hop on to it. I had Michael Wilbanks on. He's a filmmaker, very talented filmmaker. He's got movies right now in film festivals. Yes, you heard that correct. Check out LumosPictures.com so you can see his work. He's done quite a few movies, short films. Music videos, he did a music video with Talon Duncan and Black Sheep, two guys I've had on several times, really cool dudes, really talented guys, so this is awesome, I was really excited to do it, and it was a great episode, so I hope you enjoy it as much, I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed producing it, as much as we enjoyed putting it out into the world, so please have a good time, listen to it, follow your heart, follow your dreams, do what you want to do, your passion is real, and it exists for a reason, stop ignoring it, your job isn't going anywhere, find your hobbies and stuff, <laughs> suck less today, that's that's my motto, 
suck less today. I'm going to make t-shirts. Put that on a t-shirt. That could be figurative or literal, you know, depending on depending on your lifestyle. But um, without further ado, I will go ahead and start the episode. Please enjoy. This is episode 96, filmmaker Michael Wilbanks. <laughs> You're listening to Clemente's Corners, episode 97. I'm here with Michael Wilbanks, videographer, uh, goes hard in the gym, does a lot of things. I think I just discovered you through uh, Talon. Yeah. That music video. Yeah. Um, I think, let's see, he had talked about being on your podcast before that, because uh, I think it was back in March, like the week before he got married or something. Yeah, that was crazy. And then I started following you, and then, uh, yeah, then the video came out, I don't know, april or may or something like that so yeah that's cool was that um Sorry. it seems like you do a lot because you said you're doing a documentary you oh, sent man. me a, a film that you have well let's talk about the film first cause okay i thought it was dope i rewatched it today okay cool um i really liked it a lot like it was cool like Thank i you. didn't know what to expect you know with a 20 minute video yeah the guy i don't know but yeah <laughs> it, was, it was it was shot really well yeah um yeah, it was only 20 minutes, and it told, like, a full, like, compelling story. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, elements in it that made you want to rewatch it. Yeah, well, good. Because I, I, I had to watch it twice. Yeah. But uh, I was I was curious, where did you uh, shoot that at? That was all around here. Um, so we shot three different days. Uh, two of those days were, like, in Canyon and Happy, mm-hmm. uh, and then a full day here in Amarillo. That's what I thought, because I, I saw the A and B the canyon a and b and i was like oh yeah yeah there yeah um (laughs) and we we ended up having to do a lot of different um locations than we had originally planned on Mm -hmm. um because stuff got moved around and uh like the we did like i said we did three days of shooting the first day was just a nightmare uh we had to change locations first thing in the morning to go somewhere else because the building that was supposed to be closed was ended up opening that day for Mm -hmm. some reason and yeah, um, wind was keeping us from doing a lot of different things, but second day got better, and the third day was awesome. Um, but yeah, it's all shot here. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Have, have you done a lot of uh, movies like that, like films? Yeah. So um, you had said earlier uh, that I'm a videographer. I'm actually yeah. more of a filmmaker than a videographer. Filmmaker, I like that. Um, <laughs> I apologize. No, you're you're fine. You're totally fine. Like I do both, uh, but I I definitely. Uh, lean more towards filmmaking than videography um just because it's more where my passion is and it's uh what i've been doing for the past uh let's see four years now Mm. yeah um i did a little bit before that as well but like really hit it heavy uh, about four years ago that's awesome yeah okay so uh you said that's in festivals right now that that yeah yeah so uh we submitted to some like some odd uh, about a dozen of them or so mm-hmm. and uh so far we've gotten into three or four or something and we're waiting to hear back from the other eight or nine or whatever it is um and yeah we're hoping to release it sometime this fall maybe november um but yeah it, it it's up for like seven different awards and the one in arizona oh wow yeah so i'm really excited about it i hope i get to actually make one of these festivals because our last film i didn't really get to go into any of them <laughs> That's interesting. So, what um, when your film makes a festival, like what happens at that point? Like, is it just I want more eyes to see it, or is it like we get awards and recognition, or is it like, you know, we might 
pick this up and you know yeah get something bigger um how's that process work? really kind of a combination of all of those uh you want to get into other films so that you can, yeah. If you win awards, obviously it looks good on you. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, hey, I'm an award-winning filmmaker or whatever, you know. Um, and it just gives you, um, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, but basically, <laughs> it just it makes you look better, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you get to uh, collaborate with a lot of other filmmakers that are at these festivals. Say uh, someone sees your work, likes it, and they're like, "Hey, well, I want to work with you in the future." Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to meet people and market your film a lot and stuff. And then uh, the goal for this one <clears throat> originally was to turn it into a feature film or a series of some sort. Um, I don't know if that's still the plan or not, but. Um, Something like this, if we would have won all these awards and gotten to all these festivals, it would have been a lot easier to make it into something bigger if we said, hey, all these festivals really liked it, all these people really like it, uh, there might be an audience here, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, so. And, like, uh, how do you gauge on um, how much people like the movie, like, if it's in a festival? Because it's just, like, I don't know who shows up to festivals. Is right. Like, I, <laughs> and it depends on how well the, the festival is marketed. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so much that goes into it. Because, I mean, I'd, I'd love to go to one, but yeah. I, I've never, like, been like, hey, there's a festival coming up. Like, I've never. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, I went to one uh, this past summer that was awful. Like, mm. they, it was not marketed well. There was people that didn't know where it was because there wasn't any kind of, like, sign in front of the building where it was at. And so, really, this festival was just other filmmakers. It wasn't any from one from the local public or whatever that came out to see all these films. I um, see. But I've been to other ones where they made it this huge deal that was like, hey, come see all these films. And a bunch of people came in that weren't involved with filmmaking. They just wanted to watch a bunch of movies and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it really just depends on the festival. I'm still kind of new to it. Yeah. Because um, I've only really been in the circuit for the past year as far as film festivals go. Um, so I'm still kind of learning um you know Mm -hmm. but yeah are there uh filmmakers that you look up to yeah like like does your work like reflect do you try to like reflect their style or anything like that Mm, i'm trying to think of that so especially with this last one did you ever see um anything by taylor sheridan he did uh hell or high water uh wind river um what was the other one he did uh sicario okay i saw sicario yeah so he's he's one of my favorite writers um so that like modern western type thing mm-hmm. uh was was something that i was really um influenced by for this past one uh as far as just filmmakers that i'm inspired by like christopher nolan is my favorite director writer of all time um, nice. i just Makes i love sense. that guy's work um my work does not reflect his because <laughs> he's a genius and i am not but uh yeah you know just him david fincher uh tarantino man i love tarantino stuff yeah. Did um, you see his, his latest one? Yeah, I, I went and saw that it. a couple weeks ago. What'd you ago. think about it? It's good. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's probably his less tar- Tarantino movie if he's ever made, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because he's all about excess. Like, did you ever see Hateful Eight? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just blood all over the place. Very excessive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, excess is his thing. But this was the least excessive uh, movie that he's made. Interesting. Um, I don't even know if I used that word right, excessive. Whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's still really good, and it's one of those things where, in like in uh, Inglorious Bastards, where he kind of changes up history. Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar to that. I nice. won't ruin anything. I know, uh, you know what's his name, Bruce. Is it Bruce Lee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Bruce Lee was somehow involved, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So they <laughs> <laughs> they had uh, some. I don't I don't know who he was, uh, but they had someone play Bruce Lee in the movie, and it, he got a lot of backlash for it because he, he was he was a white guy. 
No, no, no. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> but um, because he was, uh, he was kind of an asshole. Like he, he was bragging the whole time. He was saying he could fight or he could beat oh, Muhammad, okay. Muhammad Ali and all this kind of stuff. And uh, his family came out and said, "Hey, this isn't representing who he was." And mm-hmm. you know, you're you're kind of uh, showing him in the wrong light, kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, of course, Tarantino's like, uh, "I don't give a fuck what you think." Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fantasy movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. It is. It wasn't titled Bruce Lee documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But there has also been people that came out and said, no, that's exactly what he was like. So I think that his family's just going to be pissed off no matter what. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Never thought yeah. of it. You just assume he's humble because he's a karate master. Right. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> However, uh, do you have a, a favorite genre of movie? Like, I guess the Westerns you were talking about. Well, so Westerns definitely, it's not, it's not my favorite, uh, but it's something that, like, I grew up watching Westerns with my grandpa, mm-hmm. and my grandpa has been a huge influence in my life. It's like one of my main role models. Um, but no, I just I love Westerns, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. I, I don't know what my favorite would be. Um, to make sci-fi would probably be my favorite to do. Nice, just because it's fun and mm-hmm. you know interesting. And um, I like stuff like time travel a lot. I don't I don't know why. It's just something that I'm fascinated with. That's interesting. I've been trying to write a. Uh... Well, I haven't started yet, but I have an idea of a time travel joke oh, really? about how um, time travel is exclusively a white person thing. Because mm-hmm. if you're a person of color, you don't want to go back to the past. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think Louis C.K. talked about that a little bit, actually. I Son think of a so. bitch. Now yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try to find I think it was him. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, sure I'm pretty it, I'm sure it, it has him. been done. Yeah. So. <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, so, um, you know, I just really like, man, I love all genres, except for, um, I'm really not that into Kung Fu, actually, you know, weirdly enough. I know a lot of people are, but uh, never really interested me all that much. I've always enjoyed it. Like, I I like, I appreciate, like, anime and Mm -hmm. Kung Fu movies. I just don't ever get into them. Yeah. Kind of like, I appreciate it from afar. Yeah, that's fair. Same with, you know, a lot of things, really. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just a fan of movies, and I just... I don't really want to be limited to one genre when I mm-hmm. make anything. That's why, like, the first thing, the first two bigger shorts that I did was sci-fi. This one was a Western. Mm-hmm. The series that I was a part of, that I wrote for and produced, um, Vindication, that we filmed back in Fort Worth, is a crime drama series. Wow. Um, so, you know, just whatever, I guess, whatever I feel like doing at the time. Like how, like I said earlier, I'm doing a documentary next. So How did yeah. you get in uh, on these projects? Did you know the people beforehand, or they heard about your work? So my my shorts, I just did them on my my own and had uh, you know all the, all my my friends and crewmates that that I use for pretty much everything I do up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got them involved um, because there really wasn't a whole lot of people doing this stuff up here. Like you have like you know I know you had Derek Porterfield on here, yeah. uh, but he's more videography and like Wilson Definitely. Lemieux is like more commercial stuff. So there was there was some people, but there wasn't a whole lot of. Uh, of the the filmmaking community here, so I started just doing my own thing. That's what nice. Lumos really is, um, and it's kind of taken off, uh, especially lately. Um, but then the other stuff, like the series, um, a friend of mine, Jared O'Flaherty, is the director on that, and I worked with him on a feature film that I acted in like six or seven years ago, um, and he brought me on board at first as like grip, um, and then moved up to like co-producer and uh eventually became like a writer and all that kind of stuff on that um 
And then with this new thing that we're going to be doing sometime sometime soon, I just got a phone call uh, asking about like if I'd be interested in doing this project. And I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to. So, mm. yeah. Nice. You said it's a documentary? Yeah. Uh, I can't really talk about it at all. Is like, it Bruce Lee? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, that that's very, very new. Mm. Um like no one knows about it yet, so I probably shouldn't have even brought it up. But nice. I won't. T- I won't say anything about what it's about, so I won't really. Even I'll matter. just put a bleep over the word documentary. <laughs> <laughs> like let the let the listeners guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, when did you uh, have you just always wanted to do film? Like, did you decide pretty young? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Like, I've always been a fan of cinema, and um, I don't. It, it was always i'll start over whenever i was young it wasn't just about like watching movies and watch tv shows whatever Mm -hmm. like i always learned try to learn something from it and um i was a pretty introverted kid so i didn't really have like a lot of friends growing up and Mm so um you know a lot of my time was spent inside like playing music watching movies all that kind of stuff and um i've always been a writer and so you know my interest in film and writing just kind of always kind of went together to where um, I started writing scripts for uh, a series that me and a buddy of mine wanted to do back in Waco years ago that ended up never getting made, but it started something where I was like, I mean, I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And we used to shoot like really stupid, like jackass style videos back in high school. That's awesome. Like, you know, really stupid stuff that can I, can I find them on YouTube? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish, man, I, I kind of want to go back and watch it just how stupid it was. But, um, and yeah. And then like doing stuff in high school, like, um, we used to make, so like in my English class, we had to, uh, do projects on, you know, whatever the case, whatever we were reading and we would always do video projects and make mm. really stupid shit to film. Um, but then, yeah, ever since then, I've just really, uh, been interested in it. And then about like six, seven years ago, like I said, with the feature film that I was in, um, I had just got out of basic training and tech school in the air force and, uh, came back home. Um, my girlfriend at the time, who is my wife now, mm-hmm. um, I started going to church with her at her church that she had been at her whole life. And, uh, she went away to basic training. So I still, I kept going to church there and they mentioned they were making this movie. So I was like, Hey, I've always been interested in doing this. Let me, you know, help however I can. So I signed on, um, just to be crew member. But then like the director, Jared, uh, said, Hey, you, you look like a, like a bad guy. You should play the bad guy in this. And I was like, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> if that's a compliment. Definitely or... compliment. <laughs> um, but I auditioned for it, got the role. Um, so I acted in that one and I did a little bit behind the scenes, not as much, but still it just did that that's thing cool. where it lit that fire and, Ever since then, and I just I love it. Did you have acting skills prior to that? Or you just like, I did theater in high I school. Got this. Okay, um, you know, so I had a, I didn't have any like one on one training from a coach or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just like I said, high school um, theater. See, I always I always wonder like like not to disrespect like great actors, you know, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. Yeah, you can't be those guys. But no. I feel like you know you could be a pretty good actor. Yeah. Just like showing up. It's like a, I think Tom Hardy never had any acting. Uh, really? coaches or any training or at all before he started acting dang i think he might have since started some i don't know mm-hmm. but uh yeah man i mean some people just have it and others i mean it's not like it's unachievable mm-hmm. you know but i i prefer i actually prefer not to act i hate acting <laughs> i fair. just i feel like i'm i look stupid on on camera david spade um had a joke about the the actress that want that starred in that precious movie mm-hmm. like she won an award her first role ever 
Yeah. And he's like, that's if, like, I joined the NBA and I won MVP. And they were just like, you're better than LeBron James? Like, yeah, I guess so. I just yeah. threw it up and it went in. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, acting is the only thing you can do that in. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, But, yeah, man, it's just – it's something that it, – it, at, at this point, I have to do it to feel alive kind of mm-hmm. thing like I know, i'm sure with, with same with you with comedy like oh yeah absolutely yeah if you're not doing the thing that you love doing then what's the point of you know living there's almost no point yeah i mean I, i'm not the kind of person <laughs> that can just go to work go home and be happy yeah i, I have depressing. to yeah i have to create because if i didn't i just wouldn't feel like a person i liked it yeah Hell yeah. <laughs> I agree. 100%. Very cool. So, um, I was going to ask back back to that film. Mm-hmm. Are you you can't talk about it yet, can you? Cuz it's not well, released. Walking Peppers? Uh, yeah. I can talk about most of it. Uh, I would prefer not to spoil the ending, yeah. but that's that's about it. I won't do the ending, but I was just okay. noticed in the beginning um there's that scene with the tumbleweed. Yeah. And then there's a like a dust devil in mm-hmm. the corner. Did that happen? Did that occur naturally? Yeah, man. So that was wow. a complete accident. That's uh, crazy. We didn't plan that shot at all. Um, that was the first day that we were filming. Like I talked about, with the wind ruining everything, because mm. we were supposed to get some drone footage that first day, and it was just—I think it was the windiest day of the year. Wow. And we were out um, between uh, Canyon and Happy at that at the silo that we filmed mm-hmm. at. Um, which I feel is just a big old area for a cross breeze, and it just it was at least 30 mile an hour wind i feel like um and our drone wouldn't even take off because it was just like no um <laughs> but we got out there and we were like well we might as well film some film something while we're out here um so we're sitting there and it's it, before this happened the night before this happened we, w- we went out uh to the pumpkin patch you know out here south of amarillo mm-hmm. uh that happens every year maxwell farms i think it is um and we were being stupid and jumping on the trampolines because it was the last day that it was going to be open so there was no kids out there and it was just us adults being stupid well i messed up my leg really bad like i jumped and we were trying to see who could jump across the the whole whatever you want to call the trampoline thing mm-hmm. in a few <laughs> fewest amount of steps and so i got across and i like jumped for the last of it and, and i landed straight on concrete and like messed my ankle up Ooh. it was bad um <laughs> But so the entire time we were shooting walking papers, I was walking with a limp and, uh, that first day, whenever we got the tumbleweed shot, mm-hmm. I just saw this random tumbleweed like going and I was like, Hey, I have an idea. And I like limped over there, like as fast as I could to grab it. And, uh, you know, I just told him to set it up in the middle of the, of the railroad tracks and I set it down. Then I ran off or gimped off, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, <laughs> and we got that shot and then he kept following around just as that dirt devil, uh, went up. That's crazy. And I was like, that's that's the opening shot right there. <laughs> just the Lord looking out for you I right mean, there. I know it. <laughs> it just happened. I'm so thankful for it, though, because I had no idea what we were going to do otherwise for the opening shot. That was a great shot, too. I mean, I'm not like a a skilled movie viewer, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a pretty cool shot. And I, I think it just sets the tone for the movie mm-hmm. really well. You know, just this big, open flat land uh with railroad tracks and the wind you can like you can hear the wind in mm-hmm. the in the audio and that tumbleweed coming down it just really sets up the mood for what we're about to see in the next 20 minutes that's real cool so yeah. um you said you shot uh some sci-fi films yeah. how have you shot like um like all across the country or mostly just in texas mostly just in tech okay. all in texas i should say <laughs> um 
yeah, everything I've done has been in either Amarillo or in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Interesting. Um, but you did uh, shoot some space. No, scenes. not not space. Oh, just okay. just sci-fi. Um, I just assume space when I hear sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's very fair. Um, no, this was more um, like the last one is called Them, and it's on my website. You can watch that one if you just go to the website. Um, nice. Let's check it out. Uh, but that one is is uh, like alien abduction type thing. And if you watch it, you find out really it's not even sci-fi. It's it's it feels sci-fi until the very end. Then you're like, oh, it's not actually what you think mm. it is. And it's only like nine minutes if you decide to go watch it. You M Night Shyamalan does. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing <laughs> that that I love is twists. Uh, you know, I just I love turning everything on on its head mm. in the script. Um, the the short film before that, um, as far as bigger projects, I have like little small things I'll do here and there. Yeah. Uh, but the one before that was about time travel and being stuck in like a time loop paradox kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll check out the website. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the music video and everything's on there as well. On top of all my Dean Boyd commercials. Dean Boyd. Okay. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that. I was, I was wanting to get Dean Boyd on my podcast eventually. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. That'd, That'd be, be a cool. fun time. I had he, Andy Justice on. Oh really? Yeah. That shocked me. I was like, I can't believe he's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, he's really nice. Shout he's a really Andy cool Justice. guy, dude. I was really surprised. Um, like, I, and he's like a, almost a neighbor. He's just right down the road from you, right? Really? Uh, his, his building. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I was really surprised because, you know, it's Dean Boyd. Yeah. I thought he'd, you know, just be the typical lawyer, but no, he's a really cool dude. I've talked, I've talked to him once. I was selling insurance for the Globe News. Mm-hmm. Terrible place, um, <laughs> but yeah, he was super nice then. Yeah, he actually bought ads, mm-hmm. even though he didn't have to. So that's yeah. nice. <laughs> he's a super huge like humanitarian. Um, he just loves people. That's kind of why he does what he does because mm-hmm. he wants to help people. I mean, you know, he's also making a lot of money doing it, but still, yeah. he is still very much about the community. The last commercials I've seen have actually been pretty funny. Like I enjoyed them. Oh, really? Which one yeah. did you see last? It's like in, he was in an alleyway. I think is my thinking of the that one. That one, I didn't do that one. Um, <laughs> but I know, I know which one you're talking about. That was like the the kung fu one. Yeah, the kung fu one. That yeah. was funny. And they got a '70s one that just came out too. Um, most of my stuff, I've just re- recently started doing more of that type of commercial with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of my stuff up to this point have been like interview stuff, like uh, talking to clients or his mm-hmm. uh, his workers that work for him um but yeah we're, we're starting to do more of that kind of stuff here too nice and yeah. is the the commercials is that just uh part of your day job or are you just uh people just reaching out to you because they know about you people reaching out yeah that's really cool my day job is actually i work at a helicopter nice yeah <laughs> real cool yeah um but so i back in february i think i released the first minute of walking papers the whole tumbleweed shot and mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Just because I really love the score. Um, Connor Savoka, the guy that did our music, he killed it. Like, that score is so... It's so much better than the film is, I think, honestly. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, uh, I put it out just the first minute or so. And then a friend of ours, um, a mutual fan between me and uh, Heidi, who is Dean's wife, uh, Angie, she was also, she's an extra in the film, but she shared it and then Heidi Boyd saw it and she was like, Hey, this guy makes movies. So maybe he'll start doing commercials with us. So she got my contact info and got a hold of me and the rest is history. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So just because of the short film, you know, that 
we were just talking about. It's pretty great. Real cool. <clears throat> so do you have uh, aspirations of just being like, hey, sorry, Bell. I got to go shoot man. a film for the next six months. Man, I wish. <laughs> I, You know, part of me really hopes that that happens one day. Uh, a lot of things would have to go right for it to happen. Mm. Um, but that's always been the goal is to make this a full-time thing if possible. Um, but it being a part-time job for right now has really made life a lot easier. Um, more busy, obviously, but, um, it just, it's, as a, as a side hustle, it's been really, uh, profitable and really nice to be able to pay some debt off. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find some debt. To, I mean, I have debt. I need to find some stuff to pay. Never mind. You know what I mean. I need some money. Yeah. That's the tr- point I was trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm all about side hustles, though. Yeah. If, you, if you're good at something and you can make some money off of it, do it. Definitely. Comedy's going to take a while. but <laughs> You'll get there, though. Yeah. Doing, I'm doing trivia and announcing little game, little football players' games. Oh, yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> Not bad. Using my, using microphones. Yeah. <laughs> all I do is use microphones these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny yeah. so yeah i also see you uh you were in a weightlifting competition right not oh um it was that thing yeah I what town the liftathon liftathon yeah yeah. yeah yeah so i did that I'd, i i am very far from placing in something like that mm-hmm. uh yeah my numbers barely broke a thousand pounds total and we had dudes out there that were Man, I, I want to say upper like seventeen, eighteen hundred pounds total. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, they're they're enormous people. <laughs> I've, I've seen some monsters. I work out at Crunch. So oh, do you? Okay. There's a guy there with like the his shoulders just look like boxes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know how he did that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. Because uh, we go up to old school iron every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never, bet there's some killers out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I worship these people, honestly. Um, I just was there on uh, Saturday, actually. But uh, yeah, um, y- y- and I think you and Town had talked about Casey Doom before. Yeah. That's my coach. Really? Yeah. Um, nice. And he's a massive, massive man, too. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope to one day be able to do what those, those guys can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, Talon was saying Casey only does like deadlifts. I think is that what he said? something like that. Like he only does like two or three types of lifts. No, I mean he does everything. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean he posted all on his Instagram and everything. He he recently just got injured. Actually, I think that he can't do deadlifts right now because he messed his back up. But Ooh. yeah, I know, man. That's I'm, the worst. I know. I'm so I'm so sad. Um, but no, he he does everything. Um, because he he was wanting to compete. I think in this next one, uh, that's happening in January. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen now or not, but yeah, it's dope. So he's your he's your coach. So he mm-hmm. just like gives you like uh, you know, these are your lifts for the day. Yeah. So he he programs all my work, all my lifts. Um, he kind of monitors everything that's happening, and I guess tries to just get me as strong as possible. Um, if I have any questions or anything that's going wrong, I'll talk to him about it and he'll kind of coach me through it and everything. Um, but he's both my wife's and mine coach because my wife also does powerlifting. Oh, that's real dope. Um, and I've, I've, I've only really been with him for the past month or so. She's been with him a little bit longer, I think three months or so. Um, do you ever get like nervous that your wife's going to be stronger than you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) well, Hmm. How do I approach that? (laughs) Uh, not (laughs) strength wise. 
but my wife is a stronger person than me in every other way. <laughs> oh, it was a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she's, and it's really sad because she actually just messed her knee up, um, this past week. Like, mm. I think it was mm, Tuesday night. Uh, I got a call. I was at work cause I work, I work night shifts out at Bell. I got a call from her and she was in tears and, if you know anything about my wife, she was raised with five brothers, and uh, I've heard her cry twice in our marriage. Mm. I think we've been married almost seven years now, and I've heard her cry two times in that whole time. This is the third time. And so I was like, you know what happened? Um, and so she had just stepped the wrong way somehow and tore her ACL. Oh, man. Yeah. That so seems she, to happen. Like, it happens with really small things, too. Like, I know. I've seen that. It's crazy because she's, you know, she deadlifts, she squats, mm-hmm. she does everything, but she was just in our house folding laundry and oh, took a man. step the wrong way. And yeah, she's, yeah, she's super sad about it right now because her, her first uh, competition was supposed to be in November. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen now. So, okay. It'll be a million more. So. Uh, that's why I told her. <laughs> this is not a career ender by any means. Uh, she'll get back for sure. Um, oh, yeah, cause she's cool. a personal trainer. She works, she works at, uh, she's a general manager at Anytime Fitness, so She'll be back. Oh, which Anytime Fitness is she at? Um, the one on Jim Lake, uh, okay. like North Amarillo off nice. the boulevard. Yeah. I used to go I used to go at any time when I lived in Canyon. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, crunch is 10 bucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And plus, like, Canyon is the nicest one by far. That oh, I've for seen. sure. 100%. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no offense to Jim Lake, but it, it's not, not the same. Well, yeah, but uh, it's also way bigger. Like, it's twice as big as I think any other Anytime in the area. Um, and that's, that's my primary gym. Like I go to old school mm-hmm. once or twice a week, but I go to any time, every other time because it's three blocks from my house, you know, Nice. and yeah. Talon works there. So it gives me a chance to go see my yeah. boy. <laughs> nice. And it's relatively chill in there. That's what I miss. Yeah, for sure. Like you just go and just, oh, there's four people in here. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to work out two hours before I came here and there was no one there. There was like two old people on the ellipticals and that's about it yeah it's the best yeah <laughs> crunch is crazy you gotta fight people to get to that's what i hear to get places you gotta elbow people out your way yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like an airport in there yeah <laughs> that's what i hear but I, I guess that's part of the whole ten dollars a month thing yeah, yeah exactly i might try golds i heard like getting in a sauna is like extremely good and has all these benefits mm-hmm. so i think i'm gonna try to go, go to golds because i heard they have a sauna yeah I can't afford verdure. Or verdure. I don't know how you say that shit. Um, it's one of that. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I talk I've, to someone, they pronounce it differently. I've heard that is it verdure that has like the basement that has some really cool shit down there. Yeah, I think they have a shooting range. Yeah, dude. Like, what does a gym need that for? But That's at the same time, question. I kind of want to go. <laughs> you can also uh, get Botox in there. Really? Yeah, let's shoot you up. Good lord. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, but man, it's bougie. Yeah. Too bougie for Amarillo. So what, what is your goal for working out in fitness and stuff like that? Fitness? Well, um, I was I started doing pers- studying to become a personal trainer, get yeah. my license, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't put enough time towards it because I'm busy with so much stuff. Yeah, I But uh, I'm going to pick up on it eventually. But really, my goal was to just look good mm-hmm. um, and just, I don't know, optimum health. Yeah. Optimal health. For sure. Uh, I've, I've actually got a lot uh more fit in the past year probably two years and i was always just a chubby kid my whole life so yeah it's pretty cool um, i'm still on the chubby kid it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it happens but no i feel like um i'm in the best shape i've ever been in right now that's awesome so yeah it's really cool i guess my goals uh 
Just look good with my shirt off. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. I want to go to the beach at one point in my life without being afraid to take my shirt off. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty good. I'm on my I'm on my way there, but yeah, I feel that it'll it'll still be a while. I was always the kid. It was like, should I leave my shirt on yeah. when I swim? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't because I would. I really just felt fatter. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and that's the thing about powerlifting is that it doesn't help with that at all. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you could eat right and mm-hmm. like th- there. So there's this uh the people that own. Uh, old school iron cat and harley cat is a she's a monster like she's awesome and uh have, do you know what i'm talking about lifting kitty is her like Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 she's uh do you know lauren s Mm-mm. oh okay well i think she was coaching her oh really uh a girl i went to high school with and college with okay um but she was like doing uh it's not called body is it bodybuilding where they like prance around and like walk <laughs> you know where they like strut like the bikini like, physique yeah that, is that that's is that called bodybuilding um i don't know I, I know that there is bikini and there is like men and women's physique but mm. i don't know i don't know if if okay. bikini model or if the bikini physique is bodybuilding or not okay um, well, she, she spray tanned herself and did the whole competition yeah and that's i think uh lifting kitty was helping her out with that so. okay yeah yeah dude she's a beast she's awesome um and like she does strongman powerlifting and bodybuilding. And nice. yeah, it's she's insane. Like I love her so much. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's one of the most kind people and one of the most helpful people. But uh yeah, she does powerlifting and she looks like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Um but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's real cool. I've noticed that too, is like people at the gym are usually like really nice people. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. I was kind of surprised because yeah. I don't know. It, 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 that might just be my um, past experiences, I guess, speaking towards uh, what I thought they would be like. Yeah, you just I, assume they have an ego. Yeah, exactly. And but, I'm sure there are some that do, but yeah, there's a lot of cool people. <laughs> for sure, yeah. But there, that whole gym, man, it's just... I, I, I feel like I'm plugging Old School Iron, and I kind of am. If, if you want to work out there, you should go, because it's awesome. Saturdays are free. Um, but yeah, it's just a gym full of really helpful, cool people. Saturdays are free? Yeah. Wow. If you want to go check it out, you got to sign a waiver and everything, but yeah. I've been wanting to check it out. What's like the the biggest like contrast between like that and say like an anytime fitness or any like planet fitness type environment? So, uh, it's not air conditioned for one, for one. So you're sweating your ass off the entire time you're working out. Um, there's no machines, so there's nothing mm. like a chest press or anything like that. It's all free weights um that's awesome they have a whole corner dedicated to like strongman stuff with the the atlas stones and everything really they have an entire wall that's just for power or for deadlifts um and it's just that old school feel like there's not you know taylor swift playing over the speakers it's (laughs) all like death metal and uh like 90s uh you know rap kind of thing and um it's just such a cool it's a cool atmosphere to work out in um, I really need to sign up. I've been, or to go ahead and get a membership. I've been putting that off for way too long. That's really dope. How much is a membership? Like 30 bucks a month. Not bad. It's really not. Um, but yeah, that's, see my, uh, my buddy Calvin and Talon and I, we go up there like all the time. That's Just cool. It's, it's really, like really the cool. complete opposite of Planet Fitness. It is, man. But they're like, no tank tops. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no grunting. <laughs> they also allowed, uh, you bring your dogs up there. So at any nice. given time you go up there, there's probably a dog or two just chilling so you can go pet just them between sets. Dog just on the bench press. Yep, it's just pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> just swole as hell. One of them brought it up there, baby, their little pit bull. 
uh, that was like eight weeks old yesterday. That's yeah. a pretty good day. <laughs> like, I mean, in that type of gym, there should always be at least one pit bull. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> do you know uh, who C.T. Fletcher is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. That's what I was. That's what that was reminding me of because the, the I, he was saying that's the way his gym is set up. Yeah. It's pretty much the same way. That's exactly it. Yeah, that, uh, I think that's the like that old school bodybuilder style gym is what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, every time we try to invite someone out to go out there, uh, they're always really intimidated at first. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I don't want to go. They're going to judge me." But they really don't. Like, yeah, it, it looks intimidating, but it's really not. Yeah, they're pe- super cool people. People judging you is always in your head for sure. Yeah, uh, that's every day of my I life. I think it's <laughs> like most. That's why people are afraid to go to. Any gym, really? Because mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm out of shape. People are just gonna look at me. Yeah, like that's why I used to, I used to be afraid to jog outside when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like people are gonna think I'm jogging because I'm fat. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, that's the point. But who cares? Like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I, it's funny because I just had a conversation with that or with someone about that the other day. Um, she had posted on Instagram uh, that she was always afraid to try new things in the gym and to try um, free weights because she did yoga for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. So she just recently started getting into free weights and lifting and everything. And she said that at first she was so concerned about people judging her. And then ultimately later on she decided uh, it didn't matter. People were because she was there to better herself and everything. But mm-hmm. I but I responded and I was like, man, anytime I see anyone in the gym, I just get really encouraged. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Because we're all – we all start off somewhere. You know, and so if you're big or small or you never lifted weights before or haven't lifted in however many years it's been, nobody cares. Everyone's there to better themselves. They're not worried about you. Yeah. But like I said, I see anyone working out and I'm just like, man, that's awesome. That's really cool. It definitely is for sure. And then you see like if you follow people. Mm-hmm. You can see their transformations. And yeah. You're just like, holy cow. Oh my God, dude. It's insane. Freaking Talon. Like oh, yeah. his whole... Uh, I mean, yeah, ever since I've known him, I've known him for, I don't know, two and a half, three years now. Nice. Yeah, I went to um, high school with him. Oh, really? I remember I didn't see him, like, once I graduated high school, I probably didn't see him for about three years, and then I saw him, he was all tatted up and mm-hmm. swole, I was like, holy cow, yeah. like, I, didn't, I, didn't even re- I didn't recognize him. Yeah, he looked like his uh, brother back then, from what, uh, his brothers back then, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Yeah. Um, but I, when I first met him, he was in shape, but he was, uh, he, I mean, he was still lean, he still had muscle, but then... From that to him going to into bodybuilding and mm-hmm. competing, and then where he is now, where he's getting ready for his second show and everything, it's insane. Yeah. Like how much progress he's made, and uh, it's just super cool. And he jumped into that competition like with sixty day notice or something like that. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, I still don't know how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think he ended. Or I think he signed up. Only like three weeks before the event, actually. Yeah, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But he did so good. I'm proud of that dude. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And he's fun to talk to. Yeah. We've we've had like super deep conversations on here. I'll say, you've had a couple, you've had a lot in here a couple times, right? Yeah, two or three. It always it always gets deep with that guy. Yeah, he's, he's fun to talk to. Yeah, no, um, dude, he was talking to me about the other, the other day. Like every time I go to work out, and it's during like working hours, I'll go and sit in his office for like twenty minutes before I even mm-hmm. work out, just so we can talk. And he was talking at one point about um, just like the hip hop scene and uh, the way that people approach music when they write, and just his insight on like um, 
how the soul goes into hit, uh, people into your writing and everything was just insane. Like I guess I don't even remember what it, all he said because I'm not as smart as he is mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just walked in and I was not expecting to have this really deep conversation. But that's that tends to happen a lot with him. <clears throat> Hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, was uh, that music video? Uh, was that shot in the same? Was that building? Yeah. Involved in the film? Yep. Okay. That's what I was thinking, but I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, whenever he got a hold of me, because um, he, he shot a little bit of behind the scenes for that film, and he liked that location a lot because we, I probably shouldn't say this, but we we weren't really allowed to go anywhere else, mm-hmm. and we weren't even really allowed to film inside that building. Um, we were supposed to film outside of it and just kind of use it as a backdrop, but... Yeah. Again, the wind was against us, and so we were like, we need to shoot this inside, and so yeah. we ended up doing it. And it worked out great, I think. Um, but, yeah, he he had mentioned that he wanted something like that for his music video, and I was like, well, I can get a hold of the people that own the building and see if they'll let us go out there again. Um, and they did, and, yeah, we just shot it all within, like, three hours, I think. Um, and, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love that video, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's really well shot. It's cool. <clears throat> I was, I was asking Jace about it. I have Black Sheep. I've had him on the podcast two yeah. or three times too. Yeah. But he was just like, yeah, man, I didn't – I was kind of nervous about it, but I was like, I got to do a video. Yeah. And then he was just like, I showed up, and I'm like, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much exactly how it happened because it was just me and me and Talon out there for, I don't know, like an hour or so just filming some of his stuff. And then uh, Jace showed up, and we were like, hey, uh, it's your turn, so get out there. <laughs> and he was like yeah. – Okay, and he did it like a champ too. Yeah. Like I don't think he's he's never shot a video before that, right? No, he hasn't. He did great. He's he's very low key with yeah. his music, but he's he's really him and him and Talon are both like really good at what they do. They are. It's uh, a little um, not intimidating. What is uh, what is what I'm looking for? It, it makes me sad that I can't do the same thing. Like because <laughs> I'm I love music and I'm uh-huh. I am a musician, but I can't do that. I can't do what they do. And it makes me a little sad because I wish nice. I could. What uh, do you like play instruments? Yeah, uh, like guitar, drums, bass. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I've never been a music writer. I, I just I've tried and I can't do it. It's hard. Yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever really tried, but I don't know. Yeah. I never, <laughs> had the, never had the urge to, I guess. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> we're I mean, we do different kind of writing anyway, so yeah. at least we're still doing something. It's true. I played the tuba in sixth grade, Mm-mm. and I played the recorder in fourth grade. So Hell yeah! Pretty. <laughs> oh man, my daughter well just <laughs> my daughter just started doing the recorder in third grade. Like Hot it was buns. part. <laughs> they they um yeah they sent like home a letter saying we had to pay for her to get a recorder mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and I was like, what what I guess it's just to start teaching them like the basics of music and everything. But I yeah. didn't realize that was an actual thing that kids learn recorders. I thought yeah. it was a joke instrument. <laughs> Basically, like I moved from Amarillo to Canyon in fourth grade, mm-hmm. the very end of fourth grade. Yeah, and they all had recorders. Yeah, and then they gave me one. And then, like for like two weeks, every time I would play, the whole class would clap for me. Like, I, was, <laughs> I was like the special kid. Cause yeah, was, like he's never played a recorder before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought That's Canyon funny. was so weird when I moved there. Oh yeah, yeah, because we used to drink out of like bags of milk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, why, yeah. why are you doing this? <laughs> Buy a carton, you yeah. cheap bastards. I don't know. It's now, are you place. the kind of person that you do like Canyon or you don't like Canyon? Because I, I found out there's like two different kind of people. It's different. Because like when you're young, if you, go to, if you go to Canyon High School and Canyon Junior High, you're like, oh, this place sucks. Yeah. Oh, the cops are just trying to pull me over all the time. And it's, 
I can't smoke tobacco. And yeah. Like, it's just a whole, like, thing because mm-hmm. you're, like, a prissy little teenager. But, like, when you become an adult and you're in college, you, like, appreciate the place a lot. Okay. It's a, it's a really nice place. It really is, man. I moved here uh, seven years ago, and so I've only ever been an adult in Canyon. Um, but I love it. I love the community. I love uh, what, what's what been going on in the square and, mm-hmm. like, absolutely everything that's been happening in the past five, five or so years, I guess, since Palace kind of dropped in. Um, yeah. I love Canyon. Yeah. And I think... Part of the reason why I had a problem there was just because, like, I liked to smoke weed in high school. And I was, like, <laughs> I was making myself a target, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't... Completely lost my train of thought. That's all good. But yeah. I do... I, I don't live in Canyon anymore, so now, like... Every time I drive through it, I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. And they just built a new stadium. I, mm-hmm. I saw that on Instagram. Looks yeah, awesome. dude. Um, I saw some people went to the game last night. I didn't get to go because I, w- mm-hmm. I, I was doing auditions for a new short film. Um, but I, re- I kind of want to. Because I just started going to w- WT this fall. Oh, nice. Um, it is so nice. Oh, man. It's awesome. It's is that? Ridiculous. Did you go to school there? I did. I graduated in 2015. Nice. Okay. Cool. But they have that brand new like ag building. Yeah. And they have the new sports complex. Mm-hmm crazy it is what did you so what did you major in i majored in mass communications like advertising public yeah. relations that's what i was going to go up for originally um i decided to go to, for english instead but i know so many mass comm students there nice. like uh yeah wilson andrea like yeah oh yeah wilson wilson was there when i was there oh was he he's killing it that guy's crazy. dude i don't <laughs> i saw him the other day at uh palace but um yeah i i aspire to be as successful as he is it's yeah. crazy. His uh, commercial for Amarillo National made the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, that uh, the Western one. Yeah. That was super cool. He's doing real well. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> now, I was thinking, like, I should have just majored in broadcasting since mm-hmm. I'm just broadcasting right now, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I mean, what is it, like, 80, 90% of people don't end up using the degree that they majored in? Yeah, I mean, that's... Pretty much when I graduated college, they were like, "Oh, you can go find a sales job. Go yeah. find a sales job for the news, or go find a sales, you know, find a sales job somewhere." So I went to Amarillo Globe News, yeah, and did had a sales job, and I was like, "This is lame as yeah. hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does not appeal to me at all. That's, you, that's kind of why, why I didn't go towards Mousecom. Mm-hmm. The reason saying? I I chose advertising was because uh, I made a commercial, a radio commercial, where I impersonated Morgan Freeman, really, and I won like Addy and two Addy awards for it. Really, yeah. Can you I still did, do it? I did it as a joke. Yeah. Um. And I everyone loved it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go into advertising and make funny stuff. Yeah. And then I realized I don't want to make funny stuff for other people. I just want to make funny stuff for myself. That's fair. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can kind of do it. Um, I have to think about it for a little bit. The the whole thing was just like it was a Chipotle commercial. Oh really? And it was just like, hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. And that was. <laughs> It was that was the gist of it. It was like forty five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes, man. Yeah, but yeah. like it, I literally like did it like the night before. Like mm-hmm. I didn't plan hard on it, but it's that always seems to be like the way it works out. Is like the stuff like you just kind of put together at the last second. Sometimes ends up being like your best work. Yeah, randomly. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah, that was that was the highlight of my college career. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, man. It was crazy because I went to the awards ceremony. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't, um, 
I went and I bought like a new shirt because I didn't have any button up shirts and I didn't know how to tie a tie. Yeah. So like I had a weird tied tie and I didn't uh, iron the shirt because yeah. it was like came in a package. It was mm-hmm. like it comes in a package, it'll be fine. But it had these big lines in it and I just looked I just looked terrible. <laughs> but I still got two awards so, and I learned how to iron since then. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tie ties, not bow ties, but I can tie regular ties. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Good old days. So you just started. You're gonna go for English. Yeah. Uh, to do uh, become a professor. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really have a plan mm-hmm. for that. Um, I've just been in school for God so freaking long now. Um, just because I take like I I took online classes for um, several years, just kind of get my basics out of the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of decided what I was gonna do. I was gonna go for mass comm, and then I changed to engineering for about a year. Mm-hmm. Did decided I didn't really want to do that, um, and then just I guess about a year ago I switched to English just because I've always been like I said I've always been a writer and uh, I've written a book before I'm on my second book wow um, and like all the screenplays and stuff that I write mm-hmm. um, it just made sense to me to study something that I'm passionate about instead of something that I needed to do to get you know a better job or whatever for sure um, that's what that's the mindset I should have had yeah. And so, like, I tried to go to college as soon as I got out of high school, but I, throughout high school, I was very much of the opinion that I was not going to go to college. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those last minute things where uh, a fellow student that I graduated with was like, oh, you have to go to college. You have to, um, especially since you, you know, uh, I basically went to college for free at the first time around. So I finally went, I went for sign language of all things, um, to be an interpreter and that didn't last more than a year. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I had a job and I, uh, interpreting and I hated it. It was really? awful. Yeah. Um, but then I just stopped going to school until, uh, after I got back from the air force, um, started going back to school and just kind of knocking my basics out until I figured out mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, it just, it just made sense to me to do English, something that I'm, you know, really interested in and passionate about and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So. Well, not to discourage you, but kind of seem overqualified for an English degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just, I just need a degree in something at least. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, all this, these years that I've spent in school, uh, I, I want to have something, and I'm only really like three or four semesters away from getting it. So oh, nice. Might as well finish it out. And yeah, not bad. Yeah, that's <clears throat> cool though. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, it seems like you're doing extremely well without one, but. I guess, you know, if you're almost there. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to school for any sort of career. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd like to be able to teach one day. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And you do need a degree for that. But right now, um, like with Bell, I'm fine. And then with, uh, you know, the video stuff, um, it's it's going good. So it's not Mm -hmm. like I really need this degree. It's just something that I personally just want. Uh, and it's something that I've wanted for, I don't know, a while now. And so figured might as well do it. It does make things a little bit harder because mm. I feel like I'm drowning sometimes. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Respect it, though. You know, uh, 40 hours a week plus school plus mm. uh, video. And then I have a family. So, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 fine. I was watching a, a James Franco interview. Mm-hmm. That guy has like three, de- three degrees. Yeah. And he's an actor. So yep. it was like. Like that's like, just um, like to learn, man. <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Phoebe from Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa Kudrow. She's like a rocket scientist. Really? Like an actual rocket scientist. Oh wow. Yeah, she has her PhD in 
something uh to do with that uh and yeah she's an actress that's wild yeah <laughs> there's uh <laughs> chris de stefano did you ever watch uh the show guy code Mm-mm. is that what it's called okay well he's a he's a comedian he was on guy code yeah and he has his doctorate and he's just like this is my plan b if comedy doesn't work out mm-hmm uh, it's just it's such a crazy plan B to have like <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's and there's so many people like that like I think Dennis Quaid is the same way uh, I think I might be completely wrong on that one um but yeah there's a lot of actors and actors like oh oh um the offspring you know the the band the offspring yeah. uh I think it's a singer has his PhD in something sim it's it's similar to what Lisa Kudrow has I think like I want to say rocket science but I, mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong but it, it's something with like uh, biochemistry or something like that and he's super smart. But mm-hmm. he's the singer of the offspring, so. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Impressive. I think it's just, my thing is, like, I'm, I always want to be learning. Yeah. I don't, I don't like not learning, I guess, is the best way to put that. I um, agree. I think that's the, the, one of the main reasons I went to college. Yeah, for sure. And I thought about getting a master's. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know what I would do with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You know, I, I don't want to, I, I'm never going to be content knowing what I know now. I want to learn more and I, I constantly want to keep learning just so I can better myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to be a student until the day I die. But, yes. <laughs> I just, you've said so many quotable things already. I just I well, go sweet. Back <laughs> and pull those out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> That's real cool. So, yeah. Um, you're working on a documentary now. Can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. So how many films, like, uh, you said you had a 90-minute film on your website? Is that the longest one you've No, you've nine minutes. Oh, nine minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's just the little bitty one. That's the, the, the last sci-fi film that we did. Okay. Have you done any, like, full feature, like, hour, hour and a half film? Um, besides the one I acted in, no. Um, okay. that's the goal. I, I don't know what I'm going to do it on. I honestly like walking papers was going to be that like mm-hmm. the, the first feature length film that I did. I wrote it, um, intending to make it a full feature length film, but I sat down a few times to try to write it into a feature length film, an hour and a half, two hours long, whatever. And I felt like every time I tried to come up with something new to, expand it it took the heart out of what i was doing Mm. like um so i can't well i can't say a lot without ruining the ending of it but the last scene of walking papers yeah like it means something right like it you know what i'm talking about yeah they they won't know what i'm talking about until they watch it but you know it just it it that whenever we started off the 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 original script didn't have anything about the farmer and his daughter Mm-hmm. It was just Joe and his job at the bank, and the oh, bank getting robbed. And the farmer is a significant, yeah, thing. That yeah, that completely changed everything because the entire time that I was writing this and like sending it to people, um, I just kept feeling like there was something missing, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, I you know, if you leave, if I left it, at, it was supposed to end at the silo, and it was supposed to be with them driving away and getting away with everything, and that was the end of it. Oh yeah. But I was like, there's just, I, you can't root for this guy because he was just, mm-hmm. he was an asshole and there was nothing yeah. redeemable about him. And so I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, I need something for him. I need something redeemable in him. And my friend, shout out to David Collins because I love that dude. Um, 
He's he's an actor in all, a lot of my stuff. He was oh sorry, uh, he was the the new security guard. No, um, he was one of the robbers in the film. Okay, he uh, the longer haired guy. Okay, he's yeah. been in pretty much almost everything he's, that I've ever done. <laughs> he's not the guy who like looked at the vault. No, okay, that's that's uh, gotcha. Thomas Scott. He lives actually in Virginia, so we flew him wow. in for that. Yeah, um, but the other the other robber is David. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just talking to him one day, and he was like, "Well, what if you did something to where he like tried to help somebody?" And um, I think the Henry scene was a lot smaller at that point, mm-hmm. and but we expanded up on that. And then it became what it is now. And like I said, now it has like heart to it. It has something, a redeemable quality to the character. Um, but every time I tried to rewrite the script to make it a feature, it just, it would lose something Mm -hmm. and it would. Okay. So did you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. So you know about the movie that's coming out? Yeah. I mean, I saw like something about it, about it hitting Netflix, right? Yeah. 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 It's going to be out like next month. And while I'm excited about it, I'm also kind of disappointed because it was such a perfect ending for Jesse's character. Yeah. I don't really want to see what else he does afterwards. Oh, it's supposed to be like a after? Yeah. It's all about Jesse. About him. Mm. It's called El Camino and it's all, it's about him in the El Camino running from the cops kind of thing. Okay. That's cool. I didn't look at the details. I thought maybe they were just like making the full series into one film yeah no no it's not like that it's supposed to be after um and while i'm excited to watch it i will watch it i'm probably gonna love it i'm also kind of disappointed because it was such a perfect ending for him so that's kind of where i ended up with walking papers it was such a perfect ending for that story Mm -hmm. i feel like anything that i tack on at the end or afterward after that is kind of cheapen it or something yeah i can see that yeah that's the thing that happens because there are problems with the story like like I'm aware that he's probably not going to get away with it, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of don't want to show that. Yeah, I want to leave it open ending like that for sure. You know, because so. I mean, I'm, there's probably evidence that 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 could be found, right? <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, this farmer uh, is fifty grand richer than he mm-hmm. was, you know, before the story happened. So there's there's a lot of you know loose ends that yeah. get left open, but, but some, some stories are just better left untold. Right, exactly. And that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And it might be something I end up trying to find something else on again. But as of right now, I kind of want to just leave it as it is. And maybe do something similar for my first feature. Mm-hmm. But not that story. I see. And yeah. did, you, um, did you sit down and write that whole thing out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we were in the middle of pre-production or maybe post-production for for them, the, the sci-fi short. And... I was just like, you know, what comes next? What are we doing? And the whole goal for Lumos Pictures was we started off at this at this point with a little series called um, Fabrication with my daughter. It was mm-hmm. supposed to start there, and everything that we did was supposed to just get a little bit better every time. And we got to the point where we need to start raising money for this. And we did we crowdfunded for Walking Papers and raised more than we had initially planned on using. Um, but. Yeah, so we were in post-production for them, and I was just like, I need something. I need an idea to write on. And so I started talking to my friend Thomas, who plays Jesse, the the bank robber, in that film. And I was like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out something that I can use you in, because I really wanted to work with him again, because we worked together in Vindication. Mm-hmm. And so I just had this idea um, about, uh, uh, you know, this this security guard at a bank 
who's being forced to retire, the bank gets robbed on his last day of work. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Like, what would he do? What was what was his choices? What would his choices be? Would he, you know, he, he's being forced to retire. So would he just kind of stand by and say, that's not my problem? Mm-hmm. Or would he actually go after the bank robbers? Um, you know, because that's still his job. On Even though it's his last day and he's being forced to, forced to retire, would he still go after them? Mm-hmm. And so that blossomed into what the script became. And it took oh, a few I months, I think, just kind of revising and everything to mm-hmm. become what it was. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I noticed, and uh, we might be giving too much away. <laughs> no, you're, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've danced around that enough. It's it's If they figured it out, oh, well, it's fine. It'll be available in two mm-hmm. months to watch. So, But in the, I think it's not the opening scene, the, the scene where he's in the kitchen with his wife, and she's like, yep. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do after this? And she's like, don't worry, the Lord will take care of us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because mm, that's that's delving a lot into religion. Mm-hmm. Her her whole character. Uh, I had her character a lot more about like the Lord will, the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think she said that like two or three times in the original script. I knocked mm-hmm. it down to one because one of my crew members was like, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, and. Um, I can't give. I can't talk anymore about it without giving things away. But she says for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope this like tickles people's interest and want make them want to go watch it. Um, but yeah, she's super religious and she. Uh, it's very obvious in her mannerism and the way she talks that she is religious. Mm-hmm. And then things happen the way that they do, and you're just like, ah. And it's it's supposed to kind of like mirror i guess modern day christianity and mm. uh, a lot of a, a lot of i guess hypocritical hypocritical christians okay yeah Does that makes sense yeah so, that makes perfect sense yeah but not to snap on it too much because you know got some depth in there <laughs> I dig it there is a lot of it in there but yeah but i wanted to get into um your your writing so mm-hmm. uh do ideas just like come to you at random do you set side a time time aside like okay friday i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna try to brainstorm something no they just come to me That's yeah awesome. i'll just be i don't know man like i, I get bored really easily mm-hmm. if i don't have anything going on I, I i go insane because there's nothing to do mm-hmm. and i'm not the kind of person that can just i said this earlier i can't just sit at the house and be happy i can't just like play video games and be happy or whatever the case is i have to be creating something and so uh seeming or since i have such a mindless job uh like i I do i work at bell Mm -hmm. like i said earlier Uh, i'm quality assurance so most of my time spent at work is just sitting waiting for someone to call me over to look at their work Mm -hmm. and then i could go look at their work for like couple minutes check it over make sure it's fine i'll go back to my desk so i'm basically sitting at my desk nine hours out of the day out of a 10-hour work day sometimes it's more sometimes it's less you know kind of thing but um so i i just my mind is constantly thinking about like certain things that i could be you know making these uh films out of or Mm -hmm. writing a book out of like i said um i just I get bored. I see. <laughs> yeah, that's basically Are it. there uh, times of the day or times of the year mm-hmm. where you feel more creative in any way? Or is it 
definitely is there any method to it yeah for sure um mornings and nights typically um and then winter for some reason i guess because i'm inside more mm-hmm. and it's cold so i don't want to be outside i want to be inside you know um but typically that that ends up leading to a lot more ideas because mm-hmm. i'm just kind of i get i get uh cabin fever i guess and yeah. i'm just like you know uh I, I i want to do something i don't want to be just sitting in this house or in wherever i'm at um but usually like if i'm if i'm working on something i'll go to palace or um really anywhere uh that i can just kind of sit down and be to myself and put mm-hmm. some music in my headphones uh in the mornings i write a lot and then at night at home i'll just like get a glass of whiskey or something and just start typing and then go from there nice yeah, yeah. I, I always write at home usually late at night or i'll write at work I'll get, yeah i'll get ideas at work but that I, happens yeah I've, I've been writing more at work lately too but i, I mean i work nights so it makes oh yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah I've um I've always he- heard about people writing at coffee shops, so mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet, but I yeah. plan on doing it eventually. I just feel like I get too distracted. Uh, that that was what I, what I was uh, about to say is that it's hard for me to do it now because, like I said, since my wife worked at Palace for almost four years, I think I know everybody that work that works there oh, and everybody so does visits there. Do it. Stop to say hi to everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people walk by and just start talking to me, and I'll be like. You know, I take my headphones off and I'll... I'm you know, working. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm, I'm too nice to say that. <laughs> so it, it's been harder lately uh, because I'll, I'll go to there for a couple hours and like an hour and a half of that, I'm talking to people. Mm. Um, so usually I have to go to like somewhere else in Amarillo to work if I'm going to go out somewhere. Um, but it just helps. Like if I'm at home, it's hard for me to get into the mindset of writing because like my daughter is coming in and mm. out the whole time and... Um, if there's other things at home that I need, I need to be doing like, uh, cleaning or building something or whatever the case is, uh, that's usually on my mind. So I, I typically have to leave to be able to get into the writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I haven't written a whole lot since the walking paper script. And yeah, cause I've been spending more time at home just trying to get stuff ironed out. Yeah, there. Well, that's, that's also important. Yeah, so. it is for sure. But I just <laughs> definitely don't want to neglect that. Yeah. And I did, I mean, I did, like, I wrote a, a script for something that I would hope to be doing in the next three months or so, um, but, yeah, things have just been so hectic and busy mm-hmm. that I haven't really had a, a whole lot of time to do any writing, really. It happens. Sadly enough. Yeah, it does. For sure. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's weeks where I can, you know, write a lot, and there's weeks where it's just like I came up with two things. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And I have a, I have a professor that that talks about writing every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to. I need to set aside time. Because mm-hmm. that's like, Joe Rogan talks about that, just yeah. writing an hour a day. And I think, uh, do you know who Joey Diaz is? Mm-mm. Okay, he's a, uh, have you seen The Longest Yard? Yes. Okay, the big fat Italian guy who's Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a Diet Coke. That guy. <laughs> he's a... <laughs> Can of corn. Can of corn. <laughs> yeah, he's like a really good, he's like a stand-up before he's, he was an actor. So. I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's awesome. I think he was in Spider-Man too, also, but like a, it wouldn't surprise me. A small clip. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, his his thing is like he just wakes up in the morning and he just starts writing. Like, yeah. Even if even if there's not no jokes in there, it's just yeah. writing about anything. That's like Stephen just, King. Just putting pen to paper. It's eventually something's gonna come up. Yeah. Have you ever read on writing by Stephen King? I haven't. That's the same thing he does, man. He'll he, uh, I think he hits a goal. His goal is like two thousand or three thousand words a day. And as oh soon as gosh. he wakes up, dude, it's, he's <laughs> like, I mean, obviously it's Stephen King, so he puts out 
50 books a year or whatever it is but um as soon as he wakes up in the morning he sorry i don't know over uh as soon as he wakes up in the morning he's writing mm-hmm. and he just goes to work until like lunch and then he'll spend the rest of his, his day doing whatever he wants to do but for that first like four to six hours whatever it is he's just he's just in chair and he will not leave until he hits his workout wow yeah what discipline man yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's what you have to do if you're going to yeah. be on his level. But, like I said, I just don't have that time. That's the secret behind everyone's success. Yeah, for like sure. Just being a maniac about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm going to eventually have to do that. Um, do you know who Jonathan Baker is? No. He's a local guy. that He, he had actually just moved to Maine uh, a couple weeks ago. But he's a writer from around here. And that's what he, he – every single day he was just writing because he did it for – several newspapers and his he has a uh, several books that he's written still hadn't released any of them until i think this newest one he might be releasing mm-hmm. um but yeah he made sure he was writing every single day i'm just like man i i want to get to that point it's just really hard right now for sure like yeah. i'll get um i'm obviously writing joke ideas so it's different but um i'll just get an idea and i'll put it in my phone and yeah be like I'll, I'll come back to it in a day or two yeah and that's usually what happens <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i have a i have a lot of like random and sometimes i like i'll put down an idea and i'm like what does that mean like mm-hmm. scuba suit like I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what i meant <laughs> like, you ever i was see, probably drunk <laughs> do you know uh wyatt Sinek? yes i love Wyatt Sinek. um Whenever at he, one of his albums, he had someone else come on stage and we're like, "Oh, Wyatt's not able to come, but I I have his note cards, so I'll I'll be able to do oh, his yeah. whole that routine." That yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to it. Yeah, I love that. Album. He's like a uh, joke about Spider Man. Uh, that's all he wrote. He wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Nice. Man. So what else is going on in the world? You have a uh, just one child. Yep. That's cool. One daughter, and that's all we're sticking with. That's fun. That's a good time. We <laughs> we got a a lot of judgment from our family for not having more kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna say for having a kid? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, my family is very much the kind that uh, you better pop out like three or four kids mm-hmm. to be like that. That that's your job in the world mm-hmm. is to make as many kids as possible. Um, and so whenever we were like, oh, we're just sticking with Raylan, then they, yeah, they very, <laughs> they were not okay with it. My mom and my grandma gave me a lot of guilt trips over that. Wow. Yeah. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. But. You act like kids are free, mom. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't see how it's anyone else's business. I don't mm-hmm. understand why. It, I don't understand why people think that they can inter, interject their uh, opinion on that kind of thing yeah it doesn't I mean, make sense to me everyone does feel that way though yeah it's- like <laughs> i have family members that don't want kids at all mm-hmm. and they get judged so hardcore for that i'm like why like it's their decisions their life let them live the way they want to live yeah, definitely i don't know some people just want to be bachelors yeah mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that definitely not and i don't know i guess people are just scared of the things that they don't know or yeah yeah i don't know it's Everybody's weird. different out here. Yeah. But uh, does, <laughs> does your daughter, does she, uh, do you see any like creativity, Some anything you have in her? Oh, uh, you probably, I, I don't think I, I told you this. So the little girl that's in Walking Papers. That's your daughter? That's my daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. She's awesome. I love her. 
Uh, so she's nine, and she does like dance and acting and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's way more outgoing than my wife and I have ever been. So she like <laughs> loves school and church and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, dude, she's just this little ball of energy and um, just she's so like happy and hopeful all the mm-hmm. time and it's a little exhausting at some times <laughs> but um no nah, she's awesome i love her that's really cool yeah wow she's that- been in almost everything i've ever done she wasn't in the in them or echo the two sci-fi shorts she mm-hmm. wasn't in any of those but everything else i've ever done she's been in okay that's real cool yeah yeah we have a whole web series based around her on Again on the website, it's not as good as the new stuff, but it's up there. If you was she watch like it. ready to jump into it day one? Um, I don't. Let's see. It depends on the day, honestly. Yeah. There's days where she's like, I want to do something on camera and I want to act and all that kind of stuff. And there's mm-hmm. this days where like, uh, I have a horror short that's on the website too. If you ever want to check that out, that we're gonna remake soon. I'm gonna check it all out. Uh, but she is she that day. I wanted to make this, and she was like, "I don't want to do this." And like, well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's awesome. That's real cool. Does your wife uh, get involved as well? Yeah, I think she, I saw her in on the credits. Yeah, she's uh, she produces a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, she for vindication she was like an assistant or a camera assistant for a while and then she was uh makeup and wardrobe on a lot of things so Um, cool yeah she's 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 actually been in in filmmaking a lot longer than i have she did it in high school and stuff um and uh she came on board after she got out of basic training she got she got medically discharged from the air force Mm -hmm. during that film that we talked about earlier Um, did you meet her in the air force no, I actually joined the Air Force because of her. That's crazy. <laughs> you sound like you're describing yourself as a woman, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but, yeah, kind of. Um, no, she. Uh, I was trying to join the Army whenever we met, and I got uh, denied. Like They would not take me because I'm legally blind in my right eye. Oh, wow, really? And they would not take me at all. And so I was like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? And then we were just friends at the time, and she was like, hey, why don't you join the Air Force? Because uh, they, they do waivers. And stuff they don't like need that. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just use um, your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she just uh, told me about that because she was going in, too, and she had Raylan at the time. Um, so she was having to wait a little bit longer till she could get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so she told me about that, and I got in. I ended up going to base training before her because she had to wait until Raylan was a certain age so that the breastfeeding thing wouldn't be an issue anymore. Mm. Um, and, yeah. Um, but ever ever since then, like, we, we started collaborating on this kind of stuff, and then she's been a part of everything that we've done so far. That's crazy. Yeah. That's... It's super cool. Like, we definitely need our time away from each other. We, mm-hmm. we very much... <laughs> are open about the fact that we need alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, a, a lot of our hobbies are the same, like powerlifting. I said earlier, mm-hmm. we have the same coach, um, filmmaking. We both do it together and she's there every step of the way. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's super cool. That's a great dynamic. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Get the whole family involved. <laughs> I like that. I don't know if they do it by choice sometimes or if it's just because I tell them to, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it counts. Yeah. So you're legally blind in one eye? Yeah. I was uh, born with like 
I don't know. There's like a, a cataract and all this kind of medical bullshit that I'm mm-hmm. sure nobody cares about. But yeah, basically, I've just been blind in my right eye for my whole life. And so you can't like see out of it at all or it's it's super blurry. blurry like if okay. I'm, I'm i'm looking that way i just see a big blur like i can uh-huh. see the wall and everything like that but i can't see any of the wordings on any of that uh any of those paintings over mm-hmm. there or anything like that uh i have, can't even see the numbers on that clock right there have you considered a monocle <laughs> you're not the first person to suggest <laughs> that actually um i've had several people tell me that i should wear a monocle but uh, my issue would be that I don't know how to keep it there, and mm-hmm. I just you know I don't even want to try to mess with it. I mean, it. just imagine being the filmmaker with the monocle, <laughs> like, and be like, I need to listen to this guy. He has a monocle. Either that, or people <laughs> would see, be like, Oh, look at this pretentious douchebag that's wearing a monocle. <laughs> yeah, could be both. Mm-hmm. A little bit of both. <laughs> I want to do one as a joke one day. I might do it mm-hmm. as a Halloween thing or something eventually, but yeah. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> I need a monocle too. Just for fun. Get it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that dog is passed out in the corner. Oh, yeah. This, I'm surprised the dogs haven't really barked. They barked a little bit, but dogs be crazy out here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, what other what other podcast were you on? Um, It's called Yellow City Podcast, I think. Oh, nice. It's, like I said, it's not up and running yet. Um, so, the dude that's in in charge of it, uh, or that that hosted and everything, um, uh, super cool dude. He's a, he's a Amarillo PD, and he's just he he talks about how he was getting really depressed because he saw all these really sad situations and you know people in despair and people that were just you know not doing all that well off in life, and he mm-hmm. had to go and um, you know make their day even worse kind of thing you know sometimes and so um he was getting super depressed about like just life really and then Mm -hmm. he started like finding hope in people and like people's stories and um you know just there was something that he got out of talking to people Mm -hmm. that gave him hope because everyone has a story and that's that's one thing that we talked about is that i i one thing that that Patrick Burns uh, talked to me about one time was that everyone has a story and that's, that's, he's always lived his life believing that. Um, and he wants to know those, what those stories are. And so that's what this guy does as well. Um, he just, he really wants to connect with people and uh, find out what's going on with everyone in their mm-hmm. lives. And it's, 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 it's really, really cool. I, I can't wait until it actually hits the air and, that's awesome. You know, he gets those episodes out and everything. Sounds way cooler than what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he just talks to, you know, he, he talked to Jim Livingston, the photographer, mm-hmm. and he's talked to, um, who else did he say he talked to? Uh, I think he talked to like a firefighter or something like that. But yeah, it's, you know, it's just hearing people's stories, you know. It's real cool. Yeah. It's awesome. I, uh, I got invited <laughs> onto the Panhandle Primate podcast. Really? Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. Uh, Dexter Keerly, he does it. He's been on here too, but he's a firefighter. He's oh, a yeah. really cool dude. And he's like, uh, super into fitness too. He's just mm-hmm. a really interesting guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has his own, uh, website for it. And he was the one who told me I need to get a website. So oh, okay. I need to stop slacking. I need to get a website. <laughs> it's next, next on the list. It helps a lot. Um, I only have a website because of the, um, the, the, the editing software that I use, Premiere. Uh, it's all Adobe stuff. 
Um, so like Premiere, After Effects, uh, all that kind of stuff. It comes with a portfolio website that you can mm-hmm. put all your stuff on. That's the only reason that I have a website. Nice. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have ever even considered it. I would just have social media. I did a graphic design class at WT where oh, yeah. we had to make a website, and mine was like trash because I, <laughs> I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. But I know the basics of it, so yeah. I'm just being lazy. Well, I mean, it's stuff like like Squarespace and Wix and all that kind of stuff yeah. makes it super easy for you anyway. Definitely. So. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, do you? Um, I know we talked about it a little bit. We didn't. We kind of brushed on it. Your your aspirations as far as like how far you want to take it. I yeah. Mean, you said you want to be able to quit your your nine to five or mm-hmm. your night job. Yeah. Um, you wanted to be able to do it full time. So, what does that uh, look like to you? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it so much. I, I I mean, I'd love to obviously be a full-time filmmaker i'd love to be able to do my own movies and with a monocle yeah with a monocle the whole time (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i just i i'd love to be able to do um this full-time and eventually it might happen and and it might not but at this point I'm happy doing what I do anyway. So mm-hmm. even if it never happens, I'm still going to be happy because I'm doing the things that I love and it might not reach as wide of an audience as I like, but it's still reaching someone and it's still me telling stories. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been a storyteller since I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's my thing. Um, and so it would be great if it happened, but even if it doesn't, then that's fine, you know, kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. It's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um, we're about an hour 20 in to 9.30. Oh, Jesus. We can do some wrap-up questions. Okay. I don't know if you have anything coming up tonight, but... I'm uh, just going to be going home and doing homework, honestly. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So, you're you're taking classes right now? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's what's up. All English-related? Yeah. I'd tell you what they are, but you'd probably be bored of shit about them. Sounds awesome. <laughs> like, history of the English language kind of thing. Stuff that like is fascinating to me, but mm-hmm. I bet no one else cares about. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Mm. Well, now I want to ask about that. <laughs> have you Fire f- away, man? <laughs> have you found any like like interesting words, like in the English language? Where you, I don't know how do I want to word this. Any any words that don't make sense? So that shouldn't exist. I'll just I'll, okay. So I've been in class for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um. There's been several things that have been brought up that's just fascinating to me. Like, uh, the English language has more Latin words than the original Latin, Latin language had. Wow. Yeah. Um, how, basically, English is the bastard stepchild of, like, five or six different languages that's all came together. And it's, it's, it's a language with a lot of rules, with just as many exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. There, there's just there's so much to it that's so cool to me. Like there, one of my my professor talked about uh, the different meanings of words that mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like how dad and father basically mean the same thing. Yeah. And uh, body and figure basically also mean the, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But why does dad bod and father figure not mean the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I same like thing that. with uh, what is it? Um, butt dial and booty call. Oh, <laughs> he should do stand up. I uh, do seriously, <laughs> Professor Helbert. Shout out to him because he's awesome. Um, 
but yeah, it just, you know, certain things like that, like, it just makes me laugh, and, um, yeah, we're, like I said, I'm only two weeks in, and it's mm-hmm. like a, whatever, 15-week semester, um, and so I'm really excited to learn more about it, um, but I, I've tried to talk to talk with other people about this stuff and they're just like yeah i don't i don't care at all that's awesome <laughs> i don't have a dad bod i have a father figure <laughs> that's what's up yeah i like that a lot mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that like your most interesting class right now um yeah it's that in advanced comp which is just a uh, writing basically about mm-hmm. um different things like we're talking about allison or no um is it allison begdal um we just finished talking about her and her. She, she's a graphic novelist that talks about her life, and it's not it's non-fictional, um, but she was still able to make like two different graphic novels about her life. Um, I'd say that I'm probably a little bit less interested in that class just because I'm not. I like writing about fiction. I don't mm-hmm. like writing about like real life stuff, um, but it's still super interesting, and I love both my professors so much. Um, you know, so yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I'll go for the wrap-up questions. These are questions yeah. I ask everybody. Okay. I can't remember one of them right now, but it maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. So, um, can you remember a time that you laughed the hardest? Laughed the hardest? Oh, God. Uh, probably, honestly, either during stand-up or talking to my wife. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Like I said earlier, I love stand-up comedy. I could never be a stand-up comic because mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I'm that funny. Um, but I just, I, it's something that I listen to in my pastime all the time. Like I love, uh, John Mulaney and I love oh, Louis yeah, CK and, uh, I listened to Fluffy for a really long time. <laughs> his, his late stuff isn't been as great, but, uh, it happens. yeah, but like Bill Burr, you know, Oh, he's about to drop a special. I can't is wait. Is he really? Yeah. This oh, month. Man. Is it? Yeah. This month, September. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then we talked about Joe Rogan earlier and that dude is just freaking hilarious. Um, but either like watching stand up special or just talking to my wife because my mm-hmm. wife is one of the funniest people alive. And I was going to say, don't tell her I said that, but if she listens to this then she'll hear it anyway, <laughs> uh, because she's, she's the kind of person that knows she's funny. So mm-hmm. she'll laugh at her own jokes all the time, but she really is just that hilarious. Um, so one of those two. That's awesome. <laughs> Which do you have like a, a favorite John Mulaney bit? Oh shit. Cause uh, he's always, he's always in my head. Dude. Like the one uh, where he's like, I'm, I'm gay, I'm homeless, I'm new in town. Oh, wait, I forgot how he said No, he ended with new in town. Yeah. He's like, I'm gay, I have AIDS, no, I'm no, homeless. No, <laughs> um, Oh, man, I had to think about it. Because, like, he is my favorite comedian mm-hmm. by far. It used to be Louis C.K., which is, they're, they're, they're pretty opposite. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, kind of. Um, yeah, they, they could be. They're not. They're not very similar. <laughs> yeah, and Louis C.K. kind of has a, a a black spot on his name these days, anyway. Mm. Uh, but I used to love that guy. But yeah, I don't know. J- John Mulaney's sense of humor is just—it's exactly what I what I love. Um, God, I can't even think about it off the top of my head. Uh, I quote him all the time, and all of a sudden, now I'm on the spot. I can't I think about too. it. <laughs> the uh, the one where he's talking about uh, Law and Order uh-huh. with Ice T. Like, <laughs> you mean this girl? This guy gets off little girls with pigtails? It's like, yeah, Ice. <laughs> you work in the sex crimes division. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get used to that Ice. <laughs> he's talking about how they can say anal contusions on TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I, I loved his bit about Back to the Future, 
<laughs> Did you hear his new? Uh, I think it's like Kid Gorgeous or something. I think so. I might um, have fallen asleep during that one. Just oh, really? I was watching it so late. Oh man! Uh, Maybe we watch that. You one. should go back and watch it because it's. I think it's probably one of his best ones. Um, but he's just talking about how weird it is that Marty has a best friend who's like a forty-year-old or ninety-year-old uh, phys- <laughs> physicist, and yeah, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Oh, we're gonna send him back in time." And they're like, oh, you mean he's going to go, like, you know, prevent the assassination of JFK? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a much better idea than what we had. <laughs> we were just going to go have him send back in, or send him back in time and, you know, try and fuck his mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to watch that bit now. It's great. Wow. Uh, that's a really good one. But, did yeah. you did you watch uh, Chappelle's new special? No, dude, I need to. Oh, I've seen great. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's fantastic. Um. I might honestly go back and watch it tonight uh, after I finish my homework and everything, because um, I've heard nothing but good about it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, I don't. There's like outrage, but it's like online out. It's not even real outrage, you know. It's just like, online outrage is fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad just because I think I should be. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. People getting mad because other people tell them to get mad is just it's the most infuriating infuriating yeah. thing. So, did you hear about this this film? That's it was supposed to come out recently called The Hunt. Maybe. Was um, Scarlett Johansson in it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what's her name? Um, oh shit! What's her name? The the girl in the office that everyone decides if she's hot or not. Um, oh, uh, she was in Freedom Riders. Yeah, and like uh, Million Dollar Baby and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's in it. And so is uh, the dude from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie? No, not Charlie. Uh, Dennis? Yes. He's in it, too. Um, So, one of my... Oh, actually, uh, the main character from Walking Papers. He's in that film. Um, Oh, he's he's the real actor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. He's he's from Dallas. Um, That's cool. He was in Vindication, where I met him, and then I told him about this project, and he was like, yeah, if you want me to come on board, and then... Yeah, he got the part, and he's awesome. I didn't know if those were just, like, friends of yours. That's cool. No, yeah, I actually flew in half the actors that were in this film. Wow. Um, one of the other ones, uh, the, the the bank owner, Bob, mm-hmm. he's an actor, but he's from here. Um, wow. Tommy Partain. But Steve Mokate is the actor that played Joe in this. Mm-hmm. He was in this film, and it was supposed to become uh, be coming out, like, next month. But there was so much outrage against it because it was – like liberals hunting conservatives or something like that in the trailer and uh that sounds hilarious yeah it's it's (laughs) man i wanted to see it so bad but uh they ended up pulling it because people got so outraged over it because you know fox news was telling them to be outraged about it but how can you pull something before it even happens exactly how do you know you're offended that's the thing (laughs) they don't they are only offended because fox news told them to be offended yeah, that happens. That's yeah. very true. Because I, 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 I have pictures on my phone about this. Mm-hmm. I, I was at work one day, and I went to the break room, and they were doing a story over this. And I was like, oh, hey, my friend's in this. I'm going to take pictures and like send it to him. And he told me all about it. He was mm-hmm. just saying how people were so outraged and offended because of all this stuff. But it turns out like the conservatives are the people that win in the movie anyway. And it, it Really? Yeah, it's not as political as they're making it. but Of course. Oh, God. Snowflakes. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Hundred percent, and it was conservative snowflakes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Owning the libtards, yeah. as they say. <laughs> um, but man, I yeah, I was so mad because I want to see. That. I think they're eventually going to put it out, but it'll probably be like two years mm-hmm. later whenever they finally put it out. 
Um, well, maybe it's yeah. like that that movie, The Interview, where it was like, yeah, we're not allowed to show it, yeah, but we're gonna show it, yeah. And then it, like the hype got even bigger. So maybe oh, yeah. maybe it'll be like that. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm really hoping so. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, The Interview. Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> good stuff. <clears throat> and also that guy that that guy that played Kim Jong is a really good actor. Yeah, he is. He's done a lot of stuff. He did a great job. There he is. Anything Jeff uh, or James Franco and Seth Rogen do, I'm immediately interested in it anyways. Yeah, I still need to see that. Uh, I think it's called Good Boys. I haven't seen that one. It just looks like super bad with 12-year-olds. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard about that, yeah. <clears throat> did just, you ever see, um, what was the movie they did about the room? Um, <coughs> the Disaster Artist. Did no, I never that? saw that one. Oh, it's so good. The trailer was really funny. Yeah, did you ever see The Room? No. Uh, do you know what it is? Like, it's... Well, they made a movie about... The movie that James Franco was in was about how bad that movie was, right? Yeah. It's basically a documentary about that film. Mm-hmm. Um, you should watch it, first off, but you should watch it with a group of people. But it's 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 uh, considered one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and they made a movie about it. And it's fantastic. So you you watch both the you watch the original as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have the original. <laughs> you like it? Is 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 it like so bad that it's entertaining? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's okay. exactly the point of it. Like, it, or it's not the point they were making when they mo- made the movie, mm-hmm. but now that it's it's got like a cult following. Yeah, because uh, it's so terrible. It, mm-hmm. It's it's like an alien watched like um american movies for i don't know how long and then made their own movie based off of that mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't make sense at all but it's awesome to watch nice that's like that <laughs> that movie they made back in the day uh i can't remember the name of it now but it was like a anti-weed propaganda and oh, like Jesus. they would smoke joints in it and end up killing each other and yeah <laughs> I, I can't remember what the name is right now it's like the beginning of pineapple express it's gonna come to me yeah it's exactly <laughs> basically they probably were making fun of that in that movie <laughs> what is that called i don't know i'll think of it later that's awesome um anyway more wrap-up questions yeah (laughs) if you could make uh everyone in the world do something for 30 days no matter what it is they just have to do something for 30 days what would it be join the military oh nice honestly you like people are probably aren't gonna like this answer at all Mm -hmm. um is it is it a uh, is it Sweden that makes people sign up for like two years? Sweden probably does. I know Israel does for sure. Yeah, um, I honestly think that everybody should have mm-hmm. to uh, do at least two years, um, just because it it helped me grow so much as a person, and it like gave me a sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the person I was before the military versus after was completely different. Um, and I think it would put a lot of things into perspective for people. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, they'd argue less on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it, it changes your worldview a lot and it it makes you appreciate, uh, what we have a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot, a lot of people would be way less entitled if that were the case. If, uh, if that was a mandatory thing, of course in America now, it'd probably be impossible to even pass something like that. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's such a good thing to do. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, if you want to go to school, join the military, and they'll yeah. pay for it. Paid for. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Very cool. What about you? What do you think? If uh, make make someone do make everyone do something for thirty days. Yeah, so, I, I know. I, I changed that answer to or that uh-huh. question to two years, but still. Yeah, I feel you. Your your answer was way better than what I would have said. 
because <laughs> I've, I've thought about it before and it was just uh give up your cell phone dude that's a great answer though what if nobody had a cell phone for 30 days man um there's been times where like i'll go i'll go on a, on a trip somewhere that doesn't have like cell service mm-hmm. like okay so uh it's we the went, best trip ever right it is it's great <laughs> it's so good we went on a, a <laughs> we went on a cruise for like a week and we just didn't do anything with our cell phones we just had it for pictures but that's mm-hmm. about it um but yeah we didn't have signal or anything and it was the best freaking week of my life because i wouldn't have to worry about like all the stupid shit on social media and didn't have to worry about like people constantly contacting me and everything uh and it, it's so freeing mm-hmm. yeah that's a great answer it is freeing i went to the lake for three days yeah with no service just recently yeah it was the best yeah it was the coolest thing ever. i love it <laughs> if i if it, it's it sucks now because like I'm so dependent on my phone because of what I do and because of like I have to answer emails every single day and mm. um, you know check in with family members because you know it's family. Um, but if I don't have to have my phone on me, I love it. It's the best thing. Yeah, it's really cool. Did you watch uh, Elon Musk on Joe Rogan? No, uh, was, I, I saw bits and pieces. He was basically saying like our phone is already attached to us. It's only a matter of it time is. before it's like literally attached to us. Yeah. And that's terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> but I could totally see it. <laughs> oh, I could too. It, it, you know, it's really weird how Elon Musk went from this figure of like, this is the father of the future mm-hmm. to what he is now. No one talks about Elon, Elon Musk anymore. That's true. I get, I don't I don't know. I, what, what, what was it that was the turning point? I can't remember. Um, the, the point of what? The, his turning point where people... Was the flamethrower thing where he, where people were like, "Oh, this guy isn't a genius; he's just insane." I don't know. He still looks like a genius to me. See, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> probably it's not a flamethrower. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was around about that time though that like people stopped respecting him as much. I guess I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, he seems really cool though. I agree. I'd hang out with him. <laughs> I would too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? If you could go to a time. Uh, in your life uh to, and give yourself advice what age would it be and what would you tell yourself in my life um hmm. oh let's see i'd probably say i'd go back to high school probably like freshman year because um the person i am now is not the person i was then mm-hmm. i've completely changed since then and i i think change is a good thing I, I think if you're the same person you were in high school then that's a very sad existence, honestly. Oh, totally. Yeah. That would be tragic. Because I, gra- I graduated uh, with almost, so it'd be about 12 years ago. Um, but, yeah, like high schoolers think that everything is such an enormous deal mm-hmm. and that, you know, popularity is such a huge factor in your life. And I don't know, I just, I guess I'd tell myself to just take things. How how would I put that? Uh, not take things so seriously, mm-hmm. um, and to focus more on the things that make you happy than on what your image is, I guess. Because at the end of the day, like it does not matter at all what other people think about you. It's it's yeah. it's what you know, I guess what you think about you and like your self confidence and all that kind of stuff. Like I. I I'm so much happier whenever I'm not worried about the opinions of other people, but, Mm -hmm. um, what makes me happy and what makes my family happy and 
my friends and everything like that. Like that, my family, my friends, that's, that's what I get the most life out of, you mm-hmm. know, on the side of my creativity and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just not to worry so much about what other people think about you. Nice. Yeah. That's a great answer. This is a, a question I heard on the Pete Holmes podcast. I don't know if you know. Do you know Pete Holmes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hilarious guy. Yeah. But uh, he asks, his wrap-up question is, uh, what do you think happens when you die? And that's like a... Oh, man. It seems like a really fun question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I was raised up Christian. Mm-hmm. And... This is probably not something I should talk about on a podcast because there's some people in my life that don't even know my answer to this, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't really even know where I am spiritually mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, just because like, I, I think that I believe that there is a God out there mm-hmm. and this is getting super deep. Um, I, I, I do believe that, but, uh, ever since I've stopped worrying so much about, um, like salvation and doing the right things in life and focusing on what the Bible and everything says not to mm-hmm. do, I've been a happier person. Whoa. Whoa. Like, I'd it's the exact same for me too. Right? Yeah, seriously. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> like, and it, it, it's, it sucks to say, but like, you know, I, I don't know. Like it, I spent, let's see, I'm 30 now. So I spent 26, 27 years of my life, um, in church every single Sunday, mm-hmm. reading the Bible all the time and just feeling like a shitty person because I yeah. wasn't living up to the standards mm-hmm. that was set and since I let all that go, I've been so much happier. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's not something that I've really put a whole lot of thought into because yeah. if I do think about it, then, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad. You get, you get that guilt feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that, th- that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I spent however long, like I said, 26, 27 years of my life, just feeling guilty about being a person mm-hmm. for being the way that I was created to be. Yeah. But now I just, now that that's not my focus and I'm not worried about that, I'm just happier mm-hmm. and I, I'm not feeling like I'm um, not living up to whatever it is that the Bible says I'm supposed to be or whatever the yeah. case is. I'm just, I'm working to be a better person every single day mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm achieving that. That's you awesome. Know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I can I agree to that a hundred percent. I was uh, my mother and I uh, recently got into not recently, I guess my last year of high school. Yeah. So uh, she got into like the Hebrew roots mm-hmm. part of Christianity. Yeah. Where you like try to follow the the Torah those rules. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where I was like, oh, I'm, I can't eat shellfish or yeah. pork because dietary laws. Right. And like. Bacon's delicious. Yeah. I've been, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I've just, I've just stopped feeling guilty every time I yeah. indulge. Yeah, and it's feel, I feel better about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just, 
I know that there are a lot of people out there that say, you know, you're, you're supposed to uh, be this ideal Christian person and be just like Christ and everything. Mm-hmm. But every time I, t- I attempted to, I just felt like a shit person because I couldn't yeah. do it. And I, I know that's the whole point of the Bible and mm-hmm. the whole point of Christianity is that we're not able to and that Jesus is the reason that we're able to be saved. Yeah. But I just, like I said, man, I just, I don't know. I, I really don't know where I am spiritually, mm-hmm. but I am a happier person now that it's not something that I'm focused on every yeah. single day of my life. Somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, you idiots. But <laughs> Oh, I know it, man. I'm <laughs> I'm already imagining the text messages I'm going to get. I've been like, what? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But No, I can I can definitely relate to that. There's been many times in my life where I've like walked into a church and be like, I feel like I'm the worst person here. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, you know, I, I know that's not the point. Like One of my favorite quotes growing up was that the church is not a uh, – a museum for perfect mm-hmm. people. It's a hospital for broken people. Yeah. But still, everybody in the church pretends that they're perfect yeah. and that they're up on this pedestal and they like to judge anybody that's different from them. Yeah. And, you know, that's just not the kind of person I want to be. I don't yeah. want to be... I'm pretty open-minded whenever it comes to uh, the way people are and, like, uh, a big difference between me and my family mm-hmm. is that I'm pretty... I'm okay with gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very open about it. I and, am too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, and I was only against it because of because of because my of the religion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, because my religion told me I was supposed to be, and my family followed that religion. Um, but I don't. I, it what you believe should not dictate how other people live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm just I I don't want to be a judgmental person. I don't think I am a judgmental person. I think I'm pretty accepting of anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, man, I'm just, I'm happier because of it. I, I have so many friends that are in so many different places in life and believe different things. I have p- people I'm friends with all over the political spectrum mm-hmm. and I'm not looking for things to divide us. Like a lot of people are, I'm looking for things to unite us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since, you know, I decided that that wasn't going to be my focus anymore. It's just been better and I can go to sleep at night and, you know, feel good about the things that happened the day before, not because I did what the Bible tells me is what I'm supposed to do, Mm -hmm. but because I set my own standards and I, you know, live according to those. I'm so glad I asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of gave me a little bit of closure there. (laughs) Cause yeah, I was, I was raised like ultra conservative yeah obama's the devil yep um, <laughs> yep <laughs> and go to church and mm-hmm. listen to everything and it was just you grow up and you're just like do, do i really believe this or yeah i've just been told this yeah exactly like, <laughs> I, I had dude it's insane man because I, I and i'll be completely honest there are family people in my family that are still like racist mm-hmm. and sexist and all these kind of things and I was raised to act the same way they did because that's just what was ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And I had to fight that stuff. I had to get rid of that in my life. And, you know, like my family's from Waco and DFW and everything like that. Um, and so we moved here for work, but also just to kind of get away from all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be around it anymore. And like I said, I, I feel like I'm a way better person now than I was there because I was able to be detached from that mm-hmm. negativity, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Able to grow on your own. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Well, that was the last question I had. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? We can just plug your 
What's, how do they find you? Uh, how do they find your website, Instagram? Everything? Yeah, so um, website lumospictures.com. Lumos, like the Harry Potter spell. <laughs> I can't hide from that. I did that uh, what it was three years ago, maybe more. Um, just kind of thinking it would be, um, you know, something that I could have fun with and name my my uh, my production company. And it's come back to bite me in the ass a couple times, but. It's what it is now. Is so. J.K. Rowling trying to sue you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but people are just like, "Oh, we can't take you seriously because you know you're just oh. associating yourself with Harry Potter." I'm like, "That's not. That's not it." But whatever. Um, but yeah, LumosPictures.com, um, and then uh, Facebook is at LumosPicturesTX, and then Instagram is at LumosPictures. Nice. Yep. So, get on there. We we talk about pretty much everything. I made a post today talking about like another film festival that we were accepted into and um that's where we share most of our content if we make a short film or a video of any kind we usually share it there so awesome yeah heck yeah man well i'll definitely check it out thanks for coming uh we can we can do it again sometime absolutely i'd be more than happy to come back had a great time all right um is there a i can play an outro song do you (laughs) do you uh have a song you want to play for the outro uh, does it have to be something that's not copywritten? No, just whatever. Oh, whatever okay. songs in your heart. Uh, let's see. I mean, Ooh. it'll probably get pulled from YouTube, but nobody watches my YouTube, <laughs> so it's fine. We could, I mean, going with the theme of the la- one of the last questions you asked, we could do Unsainted by uh, by Slipknot. <laughs> oh, Slipknot fan. Yeah, I like dude. <clears throat> Did you like their latest album? Oh man, I loved it. I haven't uh, li- I haven't listened to it enough times. but yeah, I like what I'm hearing. Every time I work out, it's on. Um, I had someone like judge me the other day for like, oh, you still listen to Slipknot? I used to listen to them like 15 years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, fuck you. Let me yeah, do they, what I want to do. They still exist. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. I don't care what anybody says. I love them. That's funny. <laughs> you can say that about. I'm mean, like, it's like like old music doesn't get bad. No, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Led Zeppelin is still great, even Absolutely. though they've been playing for what six. Well, People no, still 60, jam like, the Beatles. Yeah. I got Johnny Cash on my Spotify. God, I love Spotify. <laughs> I love I love Johnny Cash so much. He's the awesome. best. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love all spectrums of music. There's nothing that I won't listen to. So, all right, we yep. will wrap it up with Slipknot, Unsainted. That was the official music video. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's really good. You should take it out. All right. It's very much Slipknot. Goodbye, world. Bye.